right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Passive Cash Flow Show. This is episode number 17. We're going to talk today about how to 1031 into a syndicate. So we're going to focus on a lot of investors come to me. They say, I have a building. I want to sell the building. I want to avoid capital gains tax. And I want to trade into a building with you where I don't have to do the work and I don't have to personally guarantee the mortgage and I don't have to find the opportunity. I want a nice passive cash flow check in the mail. I want my tax benefits and I want a big sum upon refinance. Well, that sounds good. We try to do that for our investors all the time, but 1031s complicate things. A 1031 tax deference is when you sell a property and you trade into a bigger property uh, or a similar like size property of a similar kind. You have about 90 days to uh, pick the property and about 180 days to close on it after you select the property. So it's a bit of a juggling act to do a 1031. Uh, you have to use a third party 1031 company that's going to hold the funds from the sale. Uh, so if you own a million dollar building is sell for a million dollars and you owe say half a million on the mortgage you're going to have half a million dollars from the sale now that can all be profit and that's that's fine the whole idea is to avoid capital gains on that profit so you'd hire a 1031 uh, tax deference company put it with the 1031 tax deference company, have 90 days to select a similar or like property, ideally a bigger property, and uh, then have 180 days to close on that property. Okay, the money has to stay with the third party while you're selecting and closing on the property, and then the money is used to, of course, close on the property. Now, the complication comes in with, well, Aaron, why don't we just start an LLC and we'll add you uh, you and Seth as members, and you know, the investor will own 70%, Seth and I'll own 30%, we'll do our magic, we'll reposition the building and work to get them passive cash flow checks. The problem is, if you go to, if you tell the IRS finds out about that, basically it's like, uh, it's skirting the rules, it's against the rules. So when you do a 1031, <clears throat> you can't just add people to the LLC or take people off the LLC because they're going to get hit with taxes. It's going to uh, disqualify the property from qualifying as a, as a 1031. So um, basically, it's, it's a big challenge to 1031 the property into a syndicate. Okay, you could 1031 the property into a LLC you already own, all right, but you can't add people or take people off the company, the LLC, as you 1031 into a bigger building. So it does complicate things for other investors that want to exit an investment or investors that want to bring in operators like Seth and I to make the next building an easier opportunity for them so they don't have to manage it and deal with the headaches and they'll ideally make better cash flow because we're professionals and very experienced in what we do here. So the solution is actually, there's two solutions to how to 1031 your property into a syndicate, okay? A syndicate is a passive investment that uh, it pools capital together and is operated by a general partner, okay? One or two general partners generally. And in this case, Seth and I are the general partners. We operate the syndicate and the passive investors, the limited partners bring in the capital. And normally we just structure an LLC and the investors get their share and, and uh, that's a nice clean way to structure a syndication. But in this case, we can't do that. If you're 1031ing into a property, you can't just add Seth and I to the LLC or and five other investors that bring in money. That would um, 
break the rules of the 1031 and cause it to not qualify properly for that. And then the, the owner would have to pay taxes on the gains. And the whole idea is to avoid those taxes, which can be huge in a real estate sale, especially over time with commercial real estate. So one of the solutions, uh, I think the best solution is a Delaware statutory trust, okay? And also known as a Delaware state trust. So uh, we'll call that a DST. So Delaware state trust here, that is simply uh, a, a, a state trust, you know, that, that can have operators in it, uh, general partners and and uh, people who are passive as well. But it's pretty in-depth here. So it's an unincorporated association uh, recognized an entity separate from its owners, okay? Uh, it's formed by executing a Delaware State Trust Agreement and filing a certificate of trust with the Delaware Department of State and Development uh, Division of Corporations. And uh, basically, DSTs are an alternative group of investment structure that includes trustees and management like Seth and I, and beneficiaries, investors, so the individuals selling their properties using a 1031 tax deference and trading into a Delaware state trust that ideally Seth and I would create. And let's say we had three or four investors or even one big investor doing a 1031 tax deference, they could become um, you know, other investors, beneficiaries in this trust, okay? Uh, Seth and I would be the trustees, the man management and the investors would be the beneficiaries. All right. Now, if you're doing multiple investors, multiple 1031s, that would be a bit of a juggling act because they would have to sell their properties right around the same time and have that capital available to put into the state trust right around the same time. And we'd have you know 90 days to identify the property, 180 days to close on it. So as long as everyone sold their properties around the same time, we're able to move the capital properly into the trust, then it, it could be done. And, and, and that's something we're actually lining up possibly for 2020 or 2021 one here uh, where we're going to, because we have a lot of investors about, you know, four or five investors right now that, are, that really want to do a 1031. They have a nice piece of real estate. They own a lot of equity in it. And if they sell the building, they're going to get hit pretty hard on taxes. So by creating this Delaware State Trust, we, we create an avenue for these investors who have done their job well. They bought real estate. They created equity in it. Uh, maybe they managed it well. Maybe they bought in the right area. Maybe a little bit of both. And over time, now they have a lot of equity and they want to harvest that equity and move into a bigger building, but not deal with the headaches of continuing to manage the property or find a great deal. Maybe they're towards the retirement age, and this is a great opportunity for them to avoid capital gains tax on a huge gain, because you could be gaining millions of dollars in commercial real estate sale, and also not only avoid that tax, but then get into a passive investment where they can take all their proceeds, all their cash invested in that asset, harvest that asset, you know, sell the asset through a 1031 tax firms, trade into a Delaware state trust, and not pay tax on that money gained and now have a passive investment into a bigger building where they can start collecting bigger cash flow checks on that capital. So uh, some more details about how Delaware State Trust works. It is very restrictive, okay? They specifically disallow the trustees to engage in certain activities that are critical to most income-producing real estate, okay? Some of these activities are negotiating new uh, refinance loans for or existing leases, okay? Obviously, Seth and I need the ability to negotiate leases and loans. Um, new equity investments uh, can be accepted. Um, no new equity investments can be accepted, even from accept existing beneficiaries once the offering is closed, okay? 
uh, uh, general syndicates are different than that. They're a little easier to work with. Um, investors are truly passive, okay? So the, the beneficiaries are truly passive. They actually can't have a say in how the property's operated, which normally is how our syndicates do work. Seth and I are the operators and the investors are passive and, and non-voting members. Um, the trustee can only perform normal repairs and maintenance, uh, minor non-structural capital improvements. That works for us because we try to buy buildings like that anyway, lipstick on a pig type of repairs, not big structural improvements. And the property of the trust must be held for investment purposes only, <clears throat> not for active conduct uh, of a business, hence the popularity of the DSTs for triple net property ownership. Okay, now to get around all this, there are some rules, and as long as you work with the right attorneys, which we're discussing right now the, these uh, transactions with, that's where I'm getting these notes from, um, you basically have a depositor, okay? So a uh, depositor would be Seth and I, the operators, and we get the property under contract and we assign the contract to a Delaware State Trust, okay? The depositor keeps a portion of the Delaware State Trust interest, as Seth and I normally do in syndications. That's how we pay ourselves, through ownership of the business, so we make sure that the property performs well so we can get paid, of course. <clears throat> and the portion of the De Delaware State Trust interest for itself and sells the rest to the beneficiaries, okay? So ideally, we'll own a part of the Delaware State Trust, say 30%, the other 70% is sold to the beneficiaries who are doing a 1031 and bringing that capital into the Delaware State Trust, and now they're going to get a beneficiary beneficiary ownership share of that trust. So each beneficiary acquires an undivided fractional interest of the trust. Each uh, Delaware State Trust uh, has a signatory trustee, okay, a manager of the trust, okay. Ideally, Seth or I would be one of those as well, and uh, and to a, a, add to a Delaware trustee. So the depository and the signatory trustee are both 100% owned by the sponsor, okay of the deal, okay? The sponsor of the deal, again, the operators, okay, in one way or another. So the Delaware State Trust holds title on its own, although a wholly owned subsidiary entity. Okay, the Delaware State Trust beneficiaries have the same limitation on personal liability as do shareholders in a Delaware corporation. Uh, because of this, they can take uh, title to their beneficiary interests individually and are treated as if they owned undivided interest in the underlying real estate for federal tax purposes. So they get uh, tax advantages from this investment as well. So the Delaware State Trust will typically have a master lease agreement with a third party leasee so that the master leasee can negotiate leases and operate the building as Seth and I need to to properly execute our repositioning of these apartment buildings and make great returns to our investors. So by working with these additional rules here, Seth and I can do the operations we need to do on our buildings so that we create those returns we've historically created for our investors so that they can get those passive cash flow checks and tax benefits and big ca uh, big cash out refis. Um, and the more Seth and I are free to do our business activities that we're so experienced in doing and um, practiced in doing that, you know, we will be able to execute properly with ease on the building and make those returns consistently for our passive investors. Um, so the structure may include uh, a springing LLC with a pre-written operating agreement with the trustees can invoke or convert uh, the Delaware State Trust to an LLC if the property is in danger of being lost due to the Delaware State Trust limitations. So it sounds like if there's a big issue going on and for whatever reason, a lot of moving pieces, you know, one mistake is made, you can actually convert it to an LLC. Doing this would allow additional funds to be raised or to attract better financing or negotiate new leases. So it's one of those scenarios where it's like, yeah, 
you can't do all these things, but if you check off this box, you can do all these things, right? So it's a classic law, right? <laughs> Very complicated. You need to hire some expensive attorneys to really understand it. I basically just read to you a bunch of things you can't do and then explained to you how you can do them, which is pretty much how most laws work in America. So if you have the right attorney, you can develop a Delaware State Trust, you can properly structure um, a, a, a trust here where the individuals can sell their property through a 1031 tax deference and you could put together a pool of investors that are 1031ing their properties and it would be a bit of a juggling act and this is something we're going to try to accomplish later this year as we line up those 1031 investors and make sure everyone's ready to sell their property right around the same time but of course as you know buyers are liars so you know there could be some issues there you know you have a closing lined up the buyer doesn't cooperate whatever well you know are we going to wait for that individual or you know are we not you know how long is it going to take for them to sell it will they make the 180 day cut so you know a little more complicated than your average syndication but definitely an opportunity uh, to uh, please our investors who are looking to move this capital into people's capital group and uh, definitely a way for us to uh, challenge ourselves as operators and learn something new and now work with the right uh, high profile attorneys that do this and, and uh, you know they're not cheap but they know what they're doing and, and uh, like any smart business owner Seth and I when we are working on a new um, idea or a new opportunity you know we work with the right professionals to guide us through it whether that's an attorney or a home inspector or an accountant or you know whatever it is a realtor so there's a lot a banker right there's a lot of people we work with that guide us through these different parts of our business to make sure we don't break any rules and we do it the best most painless the easiest way to get things done and not overcomplicate things Make it easy for our investors, but most of all, make sure we don't break any rules because our job is to make sure we don't break any rules that we're bringing you a nice product that's properly done, properly created, professionally managed, and overall, a nice turnkey opportunity to put your money to work where it might not be making the returns that you need to be satisfied. So here at People's Capital Group, we're going to start doing this for our investors. If you want to learn more about how you can 1031 your property into a Delaware State uh, Trust with us, go to peoplescapitalgroup.com, put in your information and we'll get in touch with you and talk to you more about how we can do this. We can schedule a call, a call if you're qualified to invest. There's also one more way to 1031 your property into a syndicate. It's not as suggested because there's more limitations. This is called a tenant in common, a TIC, tenant in common ownership. Now, this is unique. Um, the, the challenges here is that the other investors are going to all have a voting share. So in, in addition to traditional syndicate documents, the you know operating agreement, subscription agreement, you'll need additional legal documents between the tenants for a tenant in common agreement and an asset management agreement as well, which will require extra legal fees. Um, you will have to find a lender willing to t lend to a, a tenant in common. Okay, now it looks like it's a little easier to get loans for a Delaware State Trust. We're now talking to banks and talking to attorneys and trying to develop those relationships with the right banks so we can develop a loan. Because when we buy a property, we leverage our investors' capital by getting a mortgage. So we're going to get a 50% loan on a Delaware State Trust. That's about the max you can do where, again, that's another downside. You can't really get a 70% loan, which we try to get 70% loan to value on our other properties. You know, the larger the loan amount, the more you cash flow because the more the money's leveraged. So it's actually better for our investors to, that we get a 70% loan to value than a 50%. But, you know, depending on the deal and how good it is and how it's structured, we can still uh, likely structure it so our investors get similar returns to our other syndications where we get a 70% LTV. In this case, we'll get a 50% loan to value. And that's okay. That still allows us to leverage our investors' capital by 50%, you know, but um, or 
100 percent really um but basically the challenge with this is that you know um, the big downside to a tenant in common is that any investor splits you receive can only be derived from the syndicate-owned portion of the property. Although you still might be able to collect reasonable asset management fee, you know, from other tenants as, as the owners here, but it, it complicates things on our end. And for example, if a 1031 investor exchange in your deal for 50% of the equity, and the syndicate kept the other 50%, the syndicate uh, syndicator could only earn fees and distributions generated from the 50% of the property owned by the syndicate. And that's generally how we do it anyway. Um, but, uh, you know, we basically don't really charge fees either. Um, so, but there's just more flexibility with the Delaware State Trust. So we're looking more into that. We're leaning towards that. The tenant in common is one way to do it as well. Um, so, you know, there's definitely more complications to this, but this is a huge, huge amount of uh, capital sitting there with investors who are getting towards retirement age or just, you know, own their building for a good amount of time and maybe they're tired of managing it. And they want to 1031 into a syndicate where it's completely passive. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to personally guarantee the mortgage. They don't have to manage the property or find the opportunity or put together the rest of the capital. They can own a small share of a really big building. They get 1031 into even a bigger building than they could ever imagine by just using their 1031 capital. We of one individual who's looking to selling a condo of theirs. They've owned for about 30 years now, retirement age, and they'll sell for about $120,000, where, you know, $120,000 will get you maybe a, a three or $400,000 property, you know, maybe a three or four family, which really don't cash flow all that well. But now by working with us, if we create a Delaware State Trust, we can have that individual sell their condo, take that $120,000, put it into a, a trust with us that we can then buy, you know, let's say we have five other people also 1031 their properties and we put together another million dollars. Well, we can go buy a four or five million dollar building now. So, you know, right there, we uh, we allowed that investor to, instead of being invested in a high risk two or three family property where if you lose one tenant, you lose half your income and you start writing a check to pay the expenses every month. Instead, they'll get a small piece of a big building, a much safer investment, a more lucrative investment, a better way for people to put their 1031 equity into a nice passive cash flow opportunity to do that uh, go to peoplescapitalgroup.com also subscribe to our youtube channel people's capital group on youtube uh, we come up with new videos every single week and so our podcast here our show here as well we come out with a new show every single week so i'm aaron fregnino of people's capital group our website again is peoplescapitalgroup.com if you have a property that you own and you have equity in that property and you're thinking about doing a 1031 and you're not so crazy about continuing to be a landlord Give us a call. We will help you 1031 that property. We are looking at the option of starting a Delaware State Trust. We're talking to investors that are 1031ing their property. We just need to line up all the pieces. We're using the right professionals to do that right now. And uh, give us a call. Go to peoplescapitalgroup.com or call us at 908-464-0400 and get in touch with us quickly because we are lining up a few select investors to do this. And we need to get in touch with you sooner than later because it's a little more complicated than just your average uh, here's the opportunity. Okay, send the money over. Let's get it done like a normal syndicate. A little more complicated, a little more moving pieces. So we'll need to start the relationship sooner than later. And again, that all starts at peoplescapitalgroup.com. I'm Aaron Fregnito. You have a good day.